Hi, I'm Emma. I am Steph. This is... I don't believe it. This is Pilot Blue Lady 5%. So this one is infused with Blue Lady Tea from the Edinburgh Tea and Coffee Company. Their website says it is intensely floral, dry hopped pale ale. Mills picked up this with a bunch of others from Salt Horse in Edinburgh, Mm. which is a bar with a beer shop next door. Um, they've got like 250 different beers and more importantly it's dog friendly oh nice um, uh, the guys from Pilot uh, Matt and Patrick they met while doing their masters in brewing and distilling oh um, so they should know what they're talking about hopefully yeah they started brewing in Matt's garage and then they quickly went on to buy a brew house in Leith like a second hand one which I thought I didn't just I didn't even know you could do that that's ace uh, Leith is in Edinburgh sorry mm. um, so as is the case with a lot of the breweries that we've talked about um, before they do everything themselves, um, like literally everything, even the canning of the beers, everything. They start from scratch with every new beer that they make, so they never use like the same basic profile. Everything is right from scratch. Their aim is to be as sustainable as possible, and I learned something new from their website, actually. Mm. I didn't realise that an ingredient that's used in the clarifying of beer comes from the bladder of the sturgeon fish. So in 2014, they became the first brewery in Scotland to stop using that ingredient. Um, all their beers are now lactose-free as well, so they're all vegan-friendly. So here we go. Ew, the guts of a fish. That's icky. Yeah. Ooh, it smells weird. Definitely floral. Yeah. Oh, I like it, you know. I do. I don't like tea, so I wasn't sure if I were going to like it, but I don't get any tea. Th- but it's, they said it was like a, it's like an Earl Grey kind of flavour tea, which I've never had before, so I don't know what that tastes like. No, me neither. Or maybe, maybe I have Maybe had it's it. floral. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps that would make sense. I can't really smell anything. What's wrong with me? My nose is not very good um, since I had COVID. <laughs> Which is ironic. Which is crazy. Ironic because there's so much of it. I'm literally all nostril. <laughs> I can't smell anything. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it is really nice. It's weird because it's all flavour on the front and then it's quite clean at the back yeah. isn't it mm-hmm. I like that yeah nice that one I like it a lot yes right what you got for us we're gonna talk about China <laughs> <laughs> specifically nice. the great leap forward oh what yeah. is that you know not heard of it no which is surprising to me oh because you're a, like a history nut I wouldn't say I'm a history nut. I'm, yeah, but you'd love history. I'm interested. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad you don't know what it is. All right, sick. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, it was like the start of communism oh. in China, oh, basically. Right, okay. So we'll kick things off by talking about communism and what it means. Okay. So, because I had no idea. There was a guy, there's a guy that I work with um, called Mickey G and he was like, so I told him about the podcast and he was like, have you spoken much about China? And I was like, no. And he was like, right. Make some notes here. Like, okay. <laughs> so thanks, Mickey G. This is for you. So um, 
there's very few states in the world who are still communist states. Yeah. These are China, obviously, Cuba, Laos, Vietnam, and North Korea. Yeah. Not going to go into North Korea. Mm-mm. We don't want to do that. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Maybe I might do an episode on North Korea. They 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 go their own way, don't they? They North really Korea. do. Mm. Um, I might do like a little saga of <laughs> fucked up things that different countries have done. Let us know if you're interested. Anyway, so what is communism and has it truly been achieved? Pretty much no. No, I Um, think so. (laughs) Communism is a type of government and economic system that believes in no personal wealth or ownership. So it includes land, businesses, machinery, etc. So all of them work uh, to share each other's wealth, essentially. Mm -hmm. Everyone's paid roughly the same, Mm -hmm. but they're all doing different jobs, which to me, instantly problematic. Who's going to fucking be a brain surgeon? Um, on minimum wage exactly to be honest I don't disagree with communism I disagree with it when it gets paired with a dictatorship yeah I mean I agree with some parts of communism mm. um, but not all parts no, because no. there's there's always going to be people who are like why am I fucking doing this when they're just fucking sat on their ass in a shop selling mm. things mm. do you know what I mean like it's just I don't know anyway um, so it was thought up by um, philosophers Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah uh, <laughs> full stop <laughs> full stop <laughs> perhaps it should have stayed an idea in my opinion but anyway uh, so the first self-proclaimed communist nation as I'm sure you're already aware was Russia yeah um, no we talked about that in Rara Rasputin we did um, okay yeah so it was Russia with the Soviet Union declared 107 years ago in 1917 hmm. this brought forward other communist nations across Europe and Asia and during the period of the Cold War, there was about a quarter of the globe who were oh. considered to be communist states. Wow. It really took off. Mm. <laughs> Didn't last very long. It took off. It was super popular. It really was. Fashionable. It fucking was. So the five states that claim to be communist now don't claim to have ever achieved complete co- uh, socialism or communism. Mm-hmm. Um, they claim to remain working towards it, though. Okay. We're trying. If it's been that long... Yeah. Fucking yeah, but well. capitalism doesn't work for everyone either, so yeah, I don't true. think there's anything that will always work for everyone. Yeah, that's true. Um, so China became a communist state at the rise of Mao Zedong uh, in 1949. Do you know anything about him? Is this, is this who they called General Mao or something? Yeah. Like that? Yeah, okay. That's okay. all I know about him. That's all you know? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That, that okay. is his name. I'm glad you don't know very much about <laughs> Do you know about the little red book? Nope. Sick. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think someone on a cartoon has a cat called General Meow, and that's all I kind of know about it. <laughs> and you Googled it, and you're like, ah, oh, it's a No, no, I didn't Google it, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, General Mao uh, in 1949 became head of the fucking place. You know they, what I mean? Do they have, like, emperors or something? No, do they? What do they have over there? He's a chairman. Chairman, not General Meow. Chairman, chairman Meow. Meow. That's it. Meow. Yeah. Meow. Yeah, but uh, the cartoon yeah. was Chairman <laughs> Meow. Yeah. Chairman, chairman Meow. Got it. Yeah. Just Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Liberation, a new start, no more poverty, inequality, or foreign rule. Oh. Now, prior to this, the people who wanted communism were punished for their beliefs. Oh. So in October of 1934, encirclement campaigns had forced communists to embark on what's known as the Long March. No? Nope. Okay. Never heard of it. 
This is all brand new information. <laughs> well, hopefully it will all remain that way. It's um, fucking delicious, by the way. I know, bit. it actually yeah. really is. I'm kind of annoyed that I have to speak and <laughs> I can't just... But then it would be gone by now. It would have been... Yeah, that's true. There's not that much of it. In October of 1934, encirclement campaigns had forced communists to embark on what's known as the Long March, which was an attempt to escape the nationalists who wanted to eradicate them. Right. Uh, if they were caught alive or stayed behind, they'd be lined up on their knees, shot in the back of the head. <gasps> oh. The encirclement campaigns were driven by the Chinese Nationalist Government in a bid to destroy the uprising Chinese Red Army. Okay. When the Red Army first set off from Jiangxi, is that how you say it? Uh-huh. It's J-I-A-N-G-X-I. In the English language, you don't put G's and X's next to each other, so I'm a little bit confused. But if anyone wants to Google it, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, They were approximately 65,000 strong in October of 1934. Two years later, when they reached their intended destination of Yunnan, only 8,000 of this group had survived the march. Oh my god. Yeah. Literally pretty much exactly two years later. Wow. Uh, The journey was a total of more than 9,000 kilometres or 5,600 miles. Wow. And over some of the harshest terrain and all year round weather conditions had to be endured mm. twofold. Because obviously it took two yeah. years. Uh, poverty in China was horrific in these days. Right. And the idea of communism felt like the only answer to bridge the gap between the incredibly rich and the incredibly yeah, poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, like I said, I totally kind of... Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that could work. If it's it executed properly. <laughs> to an extent, it has done. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... Uh, What's his fucking name? The guy who's in in charge now. What in China? In China, Xi Xi Ping, Jinping, Xi Jinping. I think Jinping. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so he, um, he's basically used it for his own gain. He's not a very. I was going to say you all. The problem is with communism is that it's a good idea in principle. Well, it's yeah, an, it's an idea in principle. It's a nice but idea. you will always have greedy people. Yes. You will always have people who take advantage of well, the he's, system. He's um altered the rule so the rule where you can only be um voted in a certain amount of times is a yeah yeah of course yeah so he yeah, can yeah. stay in power it's... this is what i mean it always seems to couple up with a dictatorship yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah, yeah. yeah. and this is why it didn't work yeah sadly um so yeah so communism felt like the only way to get past the poverty um so when the communists came into power their first five-year plan, so this is 1949 again, um, their first five-year plan was incredibly successful, which was shocking because the Soviet Union had a five-year plan that failed miserably, mm-hmm. yet Mao still wanted to try his five-year plan. Yeah. And it did. It worked really, well. Really probably well. learned some lessons from how they fucked it. Probably attempted to learn <laughs> some lessons from how they fucked it. I don't know. I think, I think he just sort of completely ignored it because right. he thought that he could do better okay um plus it it was like a, a gradual descent into or ascent into communism mm. it wasn't like straight away boom we're not doing it that way anymore exactly it's communism time it was gradual right so it, it worked out well first off so china's overall economy improved by nine percent each year um agricultural output had increased by around four percent each year mm-hmm. and industrial output boomed increasing by a huge 19 percent wow. each year yeah. which is massive that is huge like that that's surely enough like it doesn't you don't need to fucking go it but it's never enough um so the most impressive and important statistic though is that the average life expectancy increased by some 20 years wow just in, in the space of five years shit brick 
in it because people weren't dying of starvation yeah, anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Children weren't fucking dying as they were born. Wow. Mental. Um, so, I mean, why wouldn't you love and follow that man if he has done oh, that for 100%. you? You like, absolutely Five would. years ago, my kids would be dead. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nowadays, people who were in the Red Army, they either absolutely despise what they did or they still, people of that generation still absolutely love yeah. Mal regardless. Yeah. That will baffle you in, in about 40 minutes time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> By 1957, the vast majority of the country was so devoted to Mao and his beliefs that when it was announced that there was still a small 5% of China's population who were rightist, the rest of the population worked to seek them out. Who are they and why won't they believe in us and Mao? Oh. It became quite aggressive. Oh, of course it did. So when it all kicked off, those branded as rightist were cast out as social pariahs. Mm Mm-hmm. Some were sent to labour camps. Oh. They were officially labelled. Their careers were over. Yeah. Um, and some were even driven to suicide. Oh, dear. Like, it was not a good time to be a, to be anything, even entertain the thought of being mm. against communism. Mm. Now, on to the Great Leap Forward. This was Mao's second five-year plan, which started in 1958. Right. So Mao Zedong had plans in abundance, to continue to rip his people away from the suffering they had endured for so long, achieve complete communism and socialism, and make the country strong and powerful, most of all wealthy. Before then, they were part of Russia's Soviet. Oh, right. So they basic, he basically wanted to beat Russia to communism. Okay. He wanted to be like, no, we're better than you, mm-hmm. because they'd finally b- broke free, they were finally all getting rights, so he was like, we have to fucking beat them. Right. Everyone has to be dedicated to the cause. And they were, to be fair. And so it began. Landlords handed their land over to the peasants. Businessmen handed over the deeds to their properties and companies and showed nothing but excitement and joy in doing so. When oh. actually, they'd worked so fucking hard mm. to get their business to where it was. It, but they couldn't show their grief. They couldn't oh, show their right, upset. Okay, they so had they to be actually... really excited right. so for I... everyone to be equal, but they weren't because they worked right. for it. Or their, their grandfather worked from a peasant yeah. to build this company and now all of a sudden it's all been taken yeah. away. What are their kids going to have? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was all quite um, upsetting, but they couldn't show that. Yeah. Um, otherwise they'd be a fucking rightist. Um, so it was a scary time to yeah. have any other opinion other than communism then. Yeah, right? 100. But then, it, that, again, it's the, the very few mm-hmm. who didn't believe in it because there was so much poverty. Yeah. Um, and it really was... So the, whoever was in... I can't remember his name. Whoever was in charge before Mao oh. um, thrived on the very, very few who were rich and he was funded by them. Yeah. So those very, very few who are rich, it's going to massively impact them. Mm-hmm. But now the majority are benefiting yeah. as opposed to the minority. Mm-hmm. So it's it's completely flipped on its head. Mm-hmm. It's hard to feel sympathy for them. Yeah. But then not all of them would have had the same mindset of fuck the poor. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It, yeah. It's no, very... of course. I mean, you get you get a lot of billionaires who were um, philanthropists as well, you know. What does that mean? Uh, like they they give away a lot of their money to help. Like Bill Gates gives yeah, away like yeah, a mass, yeah, yeah. masses of his fortune. Doesn't need to help others. So mm, exactly. Just because you're super rich doesn't mean you're a super cunt. But some are. Yes. So the big bosses who refused to hand over their deeds would be shot. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, this has gone a bit far. This is going a bit okay, far. Okay. Maybe really take is. them to court and get them no, off no, the no, shooting no. them. Have is too them far. gone. Have them gone. Wow. They could rise up. Um, wow. 
those who are higher up but less important so to speak so like the managers but not owners yeah. of like factories and stuff yeah the workers would then treat them the way that they used to treat the workers so they'd they'd keep their eye on them and if they step foot mm. out of line they'd fucking beat them right having right. fucking gone the, wait until you hear about the red guard like they are even more brutal it's right. fucked um so women's rights though were reimagined yes in got rid of, yeah <laughs> okay got rid of foot binding and introduced education and new working and marriage rights love that everyone is equal do you see there are some good things about communism mm-hmm. i'm telling completely you completely agree i, I don't I, i'm not totally against it mm. just do I wrote it right me. love that <laughs> everyone's the same love that for you communism love that. and they created like nurseries and stuff so that women could go out and work if they wanted wow. to okay love that mm-hmm. love that anyway so there was a call to every citizen with insane pressure and propaganda to tidy up the streets. A lot of people were dying of disease and stuff, so they wanted to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, all the fucking rubbish and shit isn't going to help. That's right, so. now the environment's benefiting. Exactly. Loving this branch of communism so far. So far. Well, not so really, far. actually, apart from the shootings. Not happy about that. Yeah, no, I'm not happy about that either. That's not good. Mm. Um, so... They would get people to tidy up the streets and their houses to prevent the spread of disease. Vaccines were given and activists would go around and inspect the cleanliness of people's houses. Um, There's a documentary that I watched which was released back in the 90s. Uh, It was on on YouTube, I think. Um, And there was this woman who was giving an interview and she was one of the people that would go around and check the cleanliness of people's houses and she'd be like okay well top of your lampshades need cleaning by oh, next that's time too far. They, no they were very like strict and they'd say thank you for thank you for uh, pointing it out i had missed that sort of thing because they wanted to make sure that everything was spick and span and people were going to live longer mental Ma- imagine if mills had lived in communist china at this point imagine if i had lived in <laughs> communist china at this point <laughs> I have a well, long-haired cat and I barely hoover. Or a, yeah, or a cat or whatever. Hmm. Maybe you couldn't have one? I don't think... I don't know. I think they were mostly strays back then, surely. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, you could barely keep children alive. Mm. Jesus Christ. You're not going to get a cat, are you? <laughs> you can't afford to feed it. <laughs> well, piss off you can. It's true, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Go source your own fucking Aww. food and come back for cuddles. Babies. So uh, it wasn't just houses, it was their streets and alleyways and stuff like that. They obviously had to keep clean. Um, With all the crops, they were seeing sparrows as a burden. Yeah, sure. Uh, So they would shoot at them. Kids would use slingshots Mm -hmm. uh, and others would use like long sticks to shake the branches so they couldn't land. They ended up taking it in shifts to go for food because the sparrows were such a nuisance. Mm -hmm. Uh, They... Uh, take shifts on fucking keeping them away. Yeah. Um, those who killed the most sparrows and proved it by collecting their dead bodies and taking them to the middle of the town would get awards and praise. Wow. And it was considered a great honour. Now, the issue that we have there is no sparrows mean there's no birds that are getting the insects that are also going to get your crops. Oh, my Jesus Christ. So... Like, no system was... thinking going on no. here at all. No idea of the food chain. It's all getting a bit hunger gamesy up in here now as well, isn't it? I don't think I've watched it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so it's all going super well for them. Mm-hmm. Poor sparrows. I know, I feel bad for the sparrows. Yeah. I don't think they should have been killed. No. I think it's a bit of a dick move. But then they're highly uneducated, aren't they? They're only just I starting... I the sparrows then. No. I was like, are they? Are they? Like... <laughs> Do they have schools? <laughs> 
Well, you have schools of magpies, don't you? Is that what they're called? School, yeah. School of... No, it's... Wait, it's a, a murder of, of crows. No, it's a shoal of fish. Do you have a no, it's a school of fish. Of fish. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting confused. Yeah. But you don't anyway, birds don't go to school. <laughs> I think we need to definitively. Birds don't go to school. <laughs> no, the people are obviously peasants, so they, yeah. they have no understanding mm-hmm. of the food chain and what the sparrows actually do. They sure, just think yeah, they're yeah. fucking eating their crops when yeah. they're probably just trying to get to the insects. That yeah. would... Anyway, that's, by the by, it's really not that important. I'm just focusing on it for some reason. But what is important is that birds don't go to school. Yeah. We know that now. Yeah. And they're not being killed anymore because they learned from their Yee. mistakes. Now, part of the Great Leap consisted of working to take over the produce and crop market for the whole world. Mm. So they wanted to take the wells from the Western world. There was all these different propaganda posters yeah, of yeah. Chinese crops, like, standing really tall against yeah. depictions of... Americans and um, British people, yeah. they just didn't fucking like us at all. Yeah. Um, what, because we had all the money, is it? Or... I think they were... I think they were... Again, it's propaganda is basically brainwash, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, they were just making us out to be worse, mm. I think, because they wanted to be better than them. Mm. Like, we have to beat them because they're bad right, people. Right, okay. And also, I think at that point, there hadn't been any record of... Um, the Western world being unbeaten in in wars and stuff. Yeah, and it was just after this, uh, after one of the world wars, yeah, after the yeah. Second World War. Yeah. So, I think it was very fresh. Yeah, that there was still some animosity. And I think maybe I think at the point you're talking about as well, Russia and the US were in the Cold, Cold War, War situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so and if the they communist just come ideas from, come yeah. from there, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, now here is where everything started to unravel. The determination to live up to the goals and exceed them caused the peasants to over-egg their promised quota of pounds per acre of rice. Oh dear. So they over-promised and under-delivered. Oh, a hundred, like massively. Right. Um, so they promised far too much. Everyone worked together as a community to plant as much rice as possible. There was no family life. Everyone would eat together in big communal spaces. They'd shower together. Everyone was just a big team that would all go and plant all the rice. A big naked team showering together. (laughs) (laughs) They wanted to be the greatest country in the world. Yeah. No, there was a um, a big like event. I don't know what you'd call it, where like different um, like communist groups. So they were in like clusters, basically. Obviously, not everyone would shower together in the whole country of China. Yeah. But. stop it's four o'clock up. that it's is shower, shower time. time everybody <laughs> right stop it's shower time <laughs> <laughs> so all their different like uh villages and stuff um one of them would come forward and say oh we promise um a thousand pounds of rice to the acre mm-hmm. and then the next one would feel the need to outdo right, them right 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 so to put it into perspective usually 500 pounds to an acre is what they would be capable and what they would usually be reaping and sowing now they were promising three thousand to ten thousand pounds per acre which is impossible yeah um for anyone to achieve uh so this was all in the name of pride and wanting to be better than the person before them like Mm -hmm. i said and when they found that it wasn't working they resorted to cheating so they'd plant in one field and then they'd start take and replanting mm. to try and make it look like they were filling more fields mm-hmm. with more. It, I don't really know how that works. No. 
not gonna lie but that's what they said so that's what i'm saying it's really clever of the people in charge isn't it to change the narrative from oh my god we're all so poor apart from these few rich people to we've got to be better we've got to be better and better and better mm-hmm. because look how much better it is when we're better than our neighbors yeah and then the people in charge obviously get much more productivity out of stuff much more money they make much There's more a lot money of irony isn't there it's crazy. They they switch the narrative completely on its head and all that happens is they, the people in charge still make a lot of money. They just change the way people think about it so now they're happy to give them more money. But that's, that's really ironic, isn't it? Because all they were fighting against was people who were looking at them thinking they were better mm-hmm. and that's exactly what they're doing exactly, now. Exactly, exactly. That's mental. Just that never occurred to me. Suspicion and competition mm. between neighbours that you know all in the name of everybody benefiting but but are they well we'll find out mm. um i shook my head so i already answered I, the I question guess, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they resorted to the cheating putting already sprouted rice plants in a show field to make it look like they had more um, not sure what that means, but they're falsifying the figures right. Yeah. regardless. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, due to planting it so densely, there was no wind flowing through the crops and there was no sun reaching them either. Oh, no. So it all just started rotting. Oh, no. So what they had planted was not usable, or most of it wasn't usable. Mm-hmm. So the peasants started to panic, obviously. Yeah. They have nothing to eat in the autumn if all of this rots. Um, and they were scared that they were all going to starve, and thus everything started to unravel. Uh, the peasants wanted the cheating to stop but the fear of being branded a rightist yeah 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 yeah. forced them to keep pushing towards their promised quota um it led to misconception those in charge then started focusing on other things because they believed that china and more of the world were going to be well fed Mm -hmm. um but we obviously know that's not going to happen uh mao said says a, a quote of his quote we must reach for the moon and the stars Man can achieve anything he can imagine. End quote. It's um, it's basically a countrywide cult, isn't it? It kind of is, yeah, yeah, it is. Get everyone to believe the same thing. Everyone's against us. Don't start looking outside there because everyone's against us, and you can only trust me. In it, yeah. And if other people don't believe us, the majority, we all believe that we can yeah. do this. And if they don't believe us, yeah, then they need to be cast out. And They're... you're too scared to go against the leader and you do all this work day and night to provide must be even scarier it being countrywide yeah 100 percent. yeah it's absolutely terrifying so lin county in uh china saw the next project that tens of thousands of people went on so it was a mission up the taihang mountains and it was to change the course of rivers and canals to create man-made streams to okay. distribute the water better. Yeah. It was known as the Red Flag Canal. Right. Heard of it? Nope. No. It's a big tourist attraction. They love now. red, don't they? Well, it's the colour of their flag, isn't it? I know, but they love it. Mm. I like red. <laughs> <laughs> so the objective of this was to divert water from the Zhang River to better distribute the water. Not only that, but to prove the sheer power behind the communist workforce. Now, the work was forecast to take, quote, 100 days of hard work, end quote. Seems like an underestimate. It really does, but the amount of people... Mm, that's true, yeah. Now, during the process of creating the tunnels for the water to pass through, um, they were they were battling, like, rock faces. Mm-hmm. They had to get through rock... Fa- so they had to chip away at this 
um, at, at mountains. So mm-hmm. they'd abseil down on literally a rope with some slip knots in mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and start smacking at the rock face to loosen parts of the of the stone mm. and when things would fall they'd have to fling themselves backwards oh my God. so that their legs didn't get broken by what was <sighs> falling wow i mean see what you like about the chinese but they work hard i mean they fucking do yeah. when they're afraid to be branded a rightist true 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 they didn't really have very much um very much choice so when someone uh was about, oh, i already said that so the health and safety was unheard of mm-hmm Untrained and often uneducated peasant folk would use explosives Mm -hmm. to speed up the process. And, of course, accidents were constant. Mm -hmm. So people got hurt and regularly killed from the explosives. Now, there was an interview with one of the the men who worked as an abseiler. um, And he stated that few were aware of the accidents that were happening. Not everyone would be too scared to work if they knew. Um, So they'd have to go and get dirt and cover up pieces of people's bodies like flesh and blood that's glistening on the rock face they'd have to cover it with dirt like literally conceal the debris of their friends Mm. just so the workforce would continue Mm. and not get too scared which is really horrifying Mm. like when he said that i was like that is absolutely horrific like i had to skip back to make sure that that's what he said yeah yeah yeah, like i couldn't believe it um Initially, there was 30,000 people working on this project. The idea was that if each person built one metre of canal, it would be done in a couple of months, if that. It took people... uh, Sorry, it took double the people and far, far longer to build the canal. Guess how long it took? Mm -hmm. It was meant to be 100 days initially. Three years. Ten years. (gasps) Ooh! Yeah, they severely underestimated that. Mm -hmm. There's a theme going on here. Well, this is the problem. Like, you can say, yes, okay, if everybody builds a metre of canal, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It does. Like, crunch the numbers. Okay, it makes sense. But you're not accounting for things to go wrong, which happens often. Mm -hmm. Like, things are going to go wrong because it's unpredictable. It's a mountain range. You don't know what you're coming up against. People have different capabilities. Exactly, yeah. But anyway, so another objective of the Great Leap Forward was to double the steel production within a year. So the steel production of all of China must be doubled within 12 months. (laughs) I mean, say what you like, but he's ambitious. Let's bear in mind that the past, so the last five years, industrial output increased by 19% per year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's already doubled, Mm. essentially, over Mm -hmm. five years, years. hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why does it... Anyway, I'll tell you how wrong it went. Um, so, naturally, everyone jumped on it. They had to. People were making back backyard furnaces. Wow. Building furnaces with clay. Um, and young children were even working on producing steel. Children. Mm. Hot furnace. Yeah. Steel. No. No. English children would be like, oh, fuck off. Where's my iPad? Exactly. <laughs> I don't have the correct PPE. (laughs) (laughs) So they built their own furnaces using straw and clay. When they didn't have enough straw, women were cutting off their ponytails (gasps) to use their hair to help build the the furnaces. That's how fucking dedicated. And yeah, it was. That's what I thought. I was like, that smells so bad. (laughs) No, thank you. And how many ponytails have we got left? Well, yeah, exactly. Once once you've cut off three women's ponytails in your house. How long is that going to last you? Not once that you, long. But you only need to build the furnace with it. So once you've got the furnace... 
Oh, it was to build the furnace. Okay, so I thought it was not for to burning. Burn. No, no, right. no. They took down ten percent of China's forest land for that. Oh fuck! They burned their doors. They burned <gasps> their furniture. They even grave robbed coffins. Oh my god! To keep them burning twenty four hours a day. So people were working on the crops, and then they take in shifts, like literally tw- to then it's go and madness, make steel. Madness, isn't it? That you know the even doctors were finishing their shifts and going to fucking make steel in the back garden. It's crazy, isn't it, to think that people who were, like, super poor before were this happy not to be poor, that they would just work like this. Do anything. Imagine, imagine digging up a dead fucking person to steal their coffin so you could make steel. Like, they were putting their woks, their utensils, everything, into the furnace to make this steel because they needed to boom the Industrial Revolution. How sustainable is it, though? Yeah, yeah. If... If you're having to resort to well, burning you're not allowed to ask that question. Well, no, I know, but it's going to have... Like, they're not just doing it for this one 12 months. They want to maintain yeah. it. So if you're having to give up yeah, your yeah, fucking yeah. walks, what are you going to cook with? Mm. It's just absolute madness to me. Surprise, surprise, it was all fucking unusable <laughs> because it was impure. <gasps> oh. So still that was just snapping to pieces because, like, children would be walking along looking for nails on the floor, yeah, like old yeah, nails, yeah, yeah. rusted nails trying to make this shitty steel and it was just all this fucking rubbish mm-hmm. that they couldn't even use anyway. Yeah. Absolutely mental. What a waste of everyone's lives. Exactly, because now they're going to have to fight... Yeah, isn't it? That's years. Years <laughs> worth of growth. Is. Absolute madness. So, while the peasants were all focusing on their fucking useless steel production, they weren't really doing very much for their crops that were rotting in the fields. The false crop count caused most of what had survived be sent to the major cities because the authorities still didn't know this is the hunger games is it i feel like yeah. i want to watch the hunger games i'd read the book rather than watch the film because oh, you don't do get that. all the back it's all the background you need for how we got to the hunger games basically yeah i won't do that yeah Maybe anyway. you could listen to it okay oh that's a good point Audiobook. but Spotify i could does that now i could also listen to metal music most of what had survived crop wise went to the major cities leaving not much for the peasants national food production dropped by more than 25 percent wow which so that five years that everything got better it went up by four percent each year yeah so it's now dropped to worse than it was Uh. before Uh, not only did they chat their shit uh, about their numbers but and 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 lose most of their crops to rot. But they also suffered a drought. Oh, no. So the Great Leap Forward has turned into a Great Leap into famine. And with rotten crops and no water, yeah. no beer. Ah, oh, nice. I wonder how you're going to do that. I wondered. So I give me. cannot <laughs> wait for you to try this because I have tried one. Oh, my God. I think it might be the best beer I've ever drank in my life. Oh, my God. Okay. Right. Well, enlighten me. Okay. Okay. Immediately. Okay. okay. <laughs> So, I don't need to tell you about the brewery again because it is the same one, Pilot, still. Mm. Okay, so this guy is, quote, lip-smacking sour beer inspired by the popular pudding of yore. Mm. It's got peach, raspberry and vanilla notes. And there's all I can tell you about it. So, it is Pilot's Peach Melba Sour, 4.3%. Okay, all right. For the, for the listeners at home, she's thrusting <laughs> her glass into my face. It's so eager. It's well, if she didn't take so fucking long. <laughs> oh, that smells fabulous. Isn't it? <clears throat> okay. Isn't that fucking fantastic? We need more from these. Yeah. Like, 
considerably it's more. It's so creamy at the back as well, isn't it? Mm. Oh, they, they've they seem to have got it to a T. Their flavours not it? to be too much. It's mm. just perfect. Just the right it? amount. Yeah, isn't that fucking gorgeous though? Mm. It's just fucking unreal, that in it. Mm. All the peach up front and all the cream on the back. It's not at all too sour. It's no, it's lovely. just the right amount of sour. Mm. I find that sours can be very either too much, yeah, and you can feel it in your teeth. But mm. this you can't. Sometimes they're too tart, aren't they? That's yeah, just so good. So all in all, it's not going very fucking well. I don't think it is. Thank it's you not. for shouting on You're our welcome. audio podcast. Sorry. <laughs> all in all, it's not going very fucking well. <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> you have to use one of them. <laughs> So between the Great Leap Forward starting in 1957 to the end of the famine, uh, between 23 and 55 million people died. What? Wait, what? Say that again. Between how many and what many? Between 1957 to the end of the famine, which was like five, six years later. Okay. 23 to 55 million people had died. Wow. There's no specific figure. No, because China doesn't like that. No, they don't. Yeah. They hate it. Um, so wow. in 1959, a long-time associate of Mao's, Pen Dehuai, okay, Dehuai, maybe, yeah, sure. Anyway, some fella. He had been hailed a Korean War hero. He was a long-time associate of Mao's, like I said, uh, and he served as the Minister of Defense. He wrote a letter to Mao, expressing his concerns in a very deflective manner, stating that. People hadn't followed his advice closely enough. Things were starting to go wrong, but it wasn't his fault. Sure. Basically, like, trying to scream out, stop what you're doing. Mm. Because people aren't listening properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he didn't take it very well. Um, despite the fact he was sucking his arsehole the whole time. He didn't take it very well. Um, he was labelled a rightist, and he remained on house arrest for the remainder of the Great Leap. Yeah, well, you could see that coming. Yeah. yeah. So you can't even... You know, try and do them a favour and no. try and, try and you know, talk around it so no. that they get the idea themselves. Nope. Sorry. Bam. Rightist. Exactly. I mean, I've, I think he's not just a war hero. He's a hero in general mm. because he knew how badly that could have gone for him and yeah. he still fucking tried yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. He tried to save people. Mm. It just didn't work, unfortunately. Um, now, onto the Red Guard rising up. Okay. So the Great Leap Forward came to an end in 1962. Fast forward to 1966, and we have the paramilitary student-led uprising of the Red Guard of China. Okay, I think I know where we're going now. So it was all mobilised by Mao. Kids were taught in school to recite the Little Red Book and follow Mao with fierce loyalty. What's the Little Red Book? I'll go into that in a minute. So they would look at any person deemed to be a point of authority, regardless of what that authority figure has done for them in the past or what they mean to them. Um, for their liberation or whatever, their main objective was to overthrow. Uh-huh. Um, if there was a hint of sympathy for capitalism or those who exploited lower classes, mm-hmm. they were all oppressors and they needed to be taken down. Okay. So that um, documentary that I said about in the 90s, um, there was a, a woman who used to be a head teacher at a school in Beijing and one day she didn't have the red book on her person because she didn't have pockets. She was wearing a dress uh-huh. and like a white shirt with no pocket on the on the chest. So she didn't have it on her. And her students asked her where her little red book was. And she said she didn't have it. So 
what they did is during a very cold December, might I add, they made her lie on the floor from morning till night outside. And if that wasn't punishment enough, they got a massive blackboard and they rested it on her and they used it as a seesaw. So children would be stood on it and oh one would get God. off and they'd go back. She still has permanent, she has permanent <gasps> damage to the side of her face. I did notice that a few of her teeth on the side of her face that's damaged were gone. They didn't say that that's what had oh got rid of God. But I'm assuming that's yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah. So just because she didn't have the little red book one day. So we've gone from we need to look after everyone, everyone needs to have the same thing, to outright torture mm. of people who... If, if they were the... suspected of not following Mao, then they were a problem. Wow. It is a cult. Yeah. 100%. So, uh, as if there wasn't enough people killed by the drought and the famine yeah, and yeah. the rotting of most crops, over a million more people were killed or driven to suicide during this uprising. Wow. Now, the Red Guard would force their way into people's homes if they found anything that indicated less than 100% dev- devotion. Devotion? Devotion to Mo, devotion to Mao. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be beaten, publicly, publicly humiliated. They'd put dunce hats on them uh, and they'd be paraded around while screamed at by everybody Jesus. they walk past. Just makes me think of that Game of Thrones thing. Shame! Yeah, yeah, it's Literally real medieval, like isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? So one former Red Guard spoke of how his father was buried alive mm. by the, the nationalist government before the right. communism. So... He he watched his dad be buried alive oh, by them. God. He said that he went into someone's house and found hidden in the walls a man had his former nationalist army uh, uniform. Uh-huh. He didn't want to get rid of it, but so but he hid it. Yeah, they yeah, found yeah. it and they just fucking went sick on him, started attacking him in the street. I think they killed him. Mm. I can't remember. I didn't write whether they killed him. Um, but it felt liberating to him because so they're the people who buried his father alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost out on his dad for, for so many years. Who the fuck is burying someone alive? The nationalists. I don't so care they felt... what your politics has got to do with it. That's a, you yeah. know, if that person was, I don't know, a fucking child murderer or yeah. something even then i'd be like look if we're dispatching with something let's get it done swiftly yeah i don't need to be burying people alive and this is, seems, seems like just as this was just a man who disagreed with their politics well remember these are the same people that if you believed in communism yeah you'd be fucking shot in the back yeah, of the yeah, head yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. just because you oppose them so these young communists who have been taught from yeah tiny to read from the little red book which is it's basically just like quotes of mal um oh, right it's, it's, it's propaganda cult. it's propaganda oh at the end of I the day um so you've been taught all this time that mal's gonna set you free and you're not gonna yeah. have to worry about things like that happening again all of a sudden you're finding that people still oppose you and still believe in what they did to your yeah. parents yeah 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 it's yeah anyway oh god it's a it, it, this is a fucking awful way to grow up oh it is yeah because this is the thing people from that generation still believe in mal yeah yeah yeah. still rejoice in his existence but i mean if you were dirt poor and then suddenly he was like here have some education here have some healthcare here you are not gonna you know then for some people that means everything doesn't it? it's bribery yeah 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 to the nth degree yeah 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 
There's a quote from the Little Red Book that reads, a revolution, sorry, quote, a revolution is not a dinner party or writing an essay or painting a picture or doing embroidery. It cannot be so refined, so leisurely and gentle, so temperate, kind, courteous, restrained and mag- magnanimous. Magnanimous. That's it. I did Google it yesterday. Can't remember what it means. Mm. A revolution is an insurrection, an act of violence by which one class overthrows another. End quote. Mm-hmm. I watched a short clip of a podcast by Tim Cast IRL, uh, and he was interviewing a former Chinese Red Guard. Oh, interesting. Someone who was in the Red Guard. Um, and she spoke of how she has absolutely no idea where pretty much any of her friends are today. Right. I don't know if she knows where her family is either. Wow. She lives, she moved to um, America in 1988 when she was 22. Mm. Um, so dubbed Maoists, a lot of people and families would disappeared Mm-mm. um so she was born just after the great leap forward had flopped and just before the red guard revolution was in full swing around 84 mm. no that's not right 64 i was gonna say is it 64 64 no because it was 58 that the great leap yeah. started oh yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah so it'd yeah. be 64 uh so when she was in law school even she had no idea how many people were disappeared or even that there was people who were starving. Mm. She had no idea that that mm. sheltered. Yeah. You see what we want you to see. Yeah. What's well, um, happens in North Korea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. literally, yeah. Um, so it wasn't until she moved to America that she yeah. saw a lot more of what was happening. So she explains that the idea of free speech and being left alone was a dream come true. And she said it's funny because the Chinese and the Russian... Um, constitutions both stipulated free speech but it wasn't in reality yeah 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 and she was like so when i came here and saw the first amendment it was like oh yeah okay whatever but it was true so nowadays because of the strength of the red army and the mao revolution communist leaders fear something similar happening again so the peaceful protests in 1989 which was the year after yes i thought that's where we were after the year after she left Mm -hmm. Um, she saw all of it on the news and mm, she was like, mm. I don't know if any of the people that I know and love are there. Mm. You better explain for the listeners what that is. So um, <clears throat> it, in 1989, there was peaceful protests that eventually led to the massacre of hundreds, maybe thousands of students in Tiananmen Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, in China, you literally can't go- Google it. Yeah, you're not allowed to even talk about it. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. My next thing was you're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah. There's, a, there's a thing called the Great Firewall. Right. And it's it's basically their way of controlling what you can access on the internet. Yes, yeah. And it's countrywide. Yeah. Bearing in mind, it's the fucking biggest country or the or the most populated mm-hmm. country in the world. And and they have great leaps forward with technology. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Irony. <laughs> I, I didn't mean. I didn't even mean that. Oh, I like I, that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated it. Yeah. If you want to add any more about that, I didn't write any more about it. I was just gonna say, there's a famous image, isn't there, of the one student standing in front of a fucking tank? Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Square. yeah, yeah. Oof. Have a look into it if you. If yeah. you guys That's kind of an episode on its own, yeah. really, isn't it? If you want to deliver it, feel free. We'll see. Yeah, I'm. I'm we'll had enough, I'm enough China, China right now. So what is what exactly is the Little Red Book, though? Yes. Propaganda is the long and short of it. Mm-hmm. Um, more than a billion copies published makes it one of the most published books in history. Reportedly, the really? second most published 
I can't see how that could be possible. Is that like after the Bible or something? Well, with all of the holy books in existence, Mm. I I can't imagine... But then I suppose there's such a large population. I just don't... I I don't know. Reportedly, second most. But I'm not sure how that could be true. Well, if you think if every single citizen in China has to have one... For, yeah, for years and years. And there's a massive population in China, isn't it? Like, huge population. Maybe it would be the the most published if they hadn't fucking let them all die. Mm. Mental. Anyway, so... The Little Red Book consists of quotes from Chairman Mao and ended up acting as a shield for survival. So, obviously, I mentioned the head teacher and what happened to her when she yeah. wasn't carrying it. It wasn't law, but it might as well have been. No. Oh my god, so it wasn't even law and they no, did no. that to her. No, no. <gasps> it was that you didn't have to have it on you, but you oh might as well have. Oh my god. Um That's how brainwashed everyone was. Yeah, yeah. That it, they were like, she hasn't even it's not illegal, but we, we really it's our duty to take her out mm-hmm. there and torture her. Fuck. This is what happens when you have children. Yeah, absolutely. When you brainwash children. It, because you think what what you would say in the playground is so much more ruthless yeah. and so much more awful than what you take to someone now. developed enough yet. Exactly. Kids are fucking horrible yeah, when they, they want to be. Yeah. So to have the kids fight for you, yeah. that is just, you know, they're not, they're not going to have any life experience to yeah. know what's right or wrong mm-hmm. at this point. Oh, it's so, awful, isn't it? And he must have known that. Of course. Which is disgusting. Of course he did. Now, These cult leaders, they always somehow know, they know on exactly a natural to level yeah. how to play this sort of thing. Mm. Xi Jinping has published an app known as the R- Little Red Booklet, which he describes as, quote, a treasure in the palm of your hand, mm. end quote. It's his version, basically. Ew, get your own. Oh my God. <laughs> So he's, oh, I'm sorry, I just thought it was a, like an app of the original Little Red Book. So he's like, His own stuff. you know what, I need a Little Red Book. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to call it the Little Red Book. What? Yeah, Look at me. exactly. Grow well, up. Once again, it was published with intent to spread. Intent to spread. Intent to strengthen propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and official propaganda invites people to spend 10 minutes reading Xi's quotes. Initially... Um, apparently the idea was that people would have to do objectives on this app and it would count towards like job interviews and things. Fuck off. Seriously. And these objectives, these daily objectives would take like two hours. And when are you expecting people to do all this when they're busy fucking using their hair to make steel and shit like that? Oh no, this is, this is nowadays. Xi Jinping. Oh, on the app. Oh, 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 oh my god. <laughs> Who's got two hours a Isn't day? It? Especially in China. I am a busy woman and I work at home and I have not got two hours a day to yeah. spend on a fucking app. I genuinely exactly. don't. So I mentioned earlier about the Great Firewall. He's now pushing to remove from the internet uh, any research and opinions of anyone and anything that contradicts the official version of history. Yeah what he considers to be historical nihilism. Uh-huh. Will we see modern day revolution in China? The people are still overworked and criminally underpaid. Mm. And is Xi so afraid that he's become what the people fought against less than a hundred years before now that he's 
making them focus all the time on this, that, and the other. Because mm-hmm. their version of TikTok is yeah completely different. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Even though it's a, their app. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. completely different. So when when his app came out, it was top of instantly top yeah. of, the, and it was like I think eighteen dollars to download. Mm. So instantly he's fucking made uh. all of that money. Which is ridiculous, because communism doesn't believe in him having more wealth than everybody else. So I'm going to sign off with one last quote from Mao. You young people are full of vigour and vitality. You You are in the bloom of life like the morning sun. Our hope is placed on you. End quote. And let's hope that is true. But the hope for everyone else, not for I hope he doesn't get fucking voted in again. There's absolutely, in my opinion, there's absolutely no way that there's any kind of democracy going on. Oh no, on there. there isn't. No, sorry, I'm forgetting. So the the um, interview that I watched with the lady who lives in Texas now, mm. she's married to a Texan. Um, she said it absolutely blew her mind that she could go to America and there was three different people she could vote for. Yeah. She was like, "What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck?" Yeah. She was like, "I have a choice." She was like, "If you don't vote, that's entirely up to you. But take it from someone who could never vote. Yeah, have some." interest in who's controlling your country this is exactly what i say all the time like yes everyone knows that i'm a bleeding heart lefty but i don't actually care who you vote for as long as you fucking vote you don't know how lucky you are to genuinely be able to vote and and that makes a difference that counts exactly because if if enough people are ignorant and care more about what the kardashians are doing yeah then it's very very easy because how do you know that we're not being brainwashed with social media. We're we not are being, being. We're obviously being yeah. diverted. Our attention is being diverted, and the people who are voting are the people who are continually voting for the same fucking people. It's, and the rise of populism now should concern everybody. Poverty is fucking rife mm. in the UK. Like mm-hmm. we have become one of the worst countries to live in. Like we're the fucking gap, the awful. The gap between rich and poor, in my working career so like the time that i consider myself as sort of an adult and it you know interested in this mm. sort of thing it's it's widened so much in that short amount of time it's ridiculous like food bank usage wasn't ever something you really heard about no. when i first started working now it's like every like it's everywhere and you have an allowance now yeah it's fucking mint Mental. It's not men. It's not men. It's not men. Mental. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Love you, my babies. Little pretties. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Now you believe it. Now you believe it. The craziest thing that you'll ever hear. Now you believe it. You believe anything after a bit? Oh, now you believe it. Whoa, oh, oh.